Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ramblers, let's get rambling. Ramblers, let's get rambling. Everybody and welcome to another edition of Ramble with Russell, show 497 of my podcast, the home of intelligent rambling, right here on the Talk Show Network. I'm your host, Russ Hale. Got a ter- terrific show lined up for you today as we talk about a number of things as Superhero September Month continues right here on the show. Let's start things off with a brand new release, courtesy of the great folks at Anchor Bay Home Entertainment. It is season six of The Walking Dead. Courtesy of Anchor Bay Home Entertainment from the Stars Network, where Rick and his gang meet a very new, very dangerous threat to their existence in Alexandria. Then we go from the post-apocalyptic world of The Walking Dead to Starling City as we return for more of my superhero reviews, courtesy of Warner Brothers and the great uh, CW. It is Arrow, the complete second season on DVD, where we catch up. We're with the with a vigilante that turns into a hero in this second season as I play CW superhero catch-up on the show. Then we go from the DC Universe to the Marvel Universe as we continue this superhero theme with the Blu-ray review of Marvel Captain America Civil War, courtesy of Walt Disney Home Entertainment. Now, this will strictly be just the extras since I review the movie on the podcast way back when it came out back in May. And then we continue with Captain America, this time in book form, courtesy of DK Publishing, with Captain America, the ultimate guide to the first Avenger, with a foreword by Stan Lee, courtesy of the great folks at DK Publishing. That's all on this episode of Ramble with Russell. So we're going to take a quick little musical interlude right up with the first review of the show. First TV show on DVD review for this episode is The Walking Dead, the complete sixth season, courtesy of the great folks at Anchor Bay Home Entertainment. That then I guess is the sixth season of a very popular AMC show and follows the 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 troop of of really tough people to survive in this zombie apocalypse. Now when we last left season five, Rick and the Gang, they should really call them that, they should have t-shirts that say Rick and the Gang on the back of them. Had had kind of settled into Alexandria, the um, the boarded up wall community. There were some stuff that went down near the end of the sixth season, but for the most part, they they had settled in. And we also, at the end of season five, had the reintroduction of Morgan, who of course we last saw in earlier episode, earlier seasons of the show. So as we start season six, you know, we were dealing with some of the repercussions of um, season five where some people died because it's Walking Dead. And that's what happens. 
and and kind of the fallout from that. This season is a very interesting season. So we we get we get Rick and his his group kind of settling into the 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 community and, and making themselves you know more a part of it. But as always with The Walking Dead, things you know never stay calm for long, and we start off the season in a big way. Now one of the things that a lot of people have criticized the show about in the past is not enough zombies. You know, they say, well, it's a zombie show, but a lot of times it's blah, 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 talking and not enough undead. Well, first episode of this season, they kind of say, you want zombies? How about we give you 30,000 zombies to deal with? As the, se- as the season starts, Rick and the group from Alexandria have to deal with with this huge, massive horde, probably the biggest horde we've seen in the show so far, that are stuck in this quarry. And for the longest time, they were stuck, you know, because many people were wondering on the show, how has Alexandria survived so long without really being attacked by zombies so much? And the reason is, is all these zombies kind of got holed up in this quarry. Well, uh, and unfortunately for the people of Alexandria, looks like the the barrier holding them in this quarry is starting to break down. And just as there's you know planning, they're like, okay, this is how we're going to arrange to get them out and kind of lead them away. The the you know entropy gravity kind of takes its toll, and 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 the, it opens up, and now they have to herd this massive group of zombies away from Alexandria. And they do it in a pretty smart way where, where they just kind of have um, Sasha and Abraham in a car and then Daryl riding his bike and, and they're the distraction to kind of lead them away from town. So their, their plan is to lead the zombies away and then just find some other place where they can graze far, far away from the community. Well, you know, that's a great plan on paper, but this is The Walking Dead and nothing really happens the way they want it to. As they're trying to lead these zombies away, they they suddenly suddenly one of one of one of the people of Alexandria, uh, uh, you know, is stupid and gets himself killed, and that distracts a horde away. And then there's a huge kind of sound coming in the direction of the of the town, and that draws half of this horde away, a good chunk of the horde away from where they're trying to lead them. So so then Rick and his crew kind of have to double back and then deal with that. So, and the reason that happens is because, let's say Alexandria does not say a safe community for long. Rick and his group really discover in this sixth season that the world is a much bigger place than what they thought it was. So the, the town gets attacked by these guys called the Wolves. And we've seen them in, in last season... They're the, they're the weirdos with the W's carved in their forehead. So so they get attacked by them, and we find out that one of the people in Alexandria finds out that he inadvertently led these, these group of crazy guys to the town. So that's the first attack that happens. And then from there, peace does not last very long, when 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 Rick and his group uh, discover uh, a newcomer called Jesus, a really a fun guy, and he tells them about their community called Hilltop, and Hilltop is, is their own little kind of gated community. But Hilltop has a problem. Hilltop is is being kind of blackmailed 
by 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 this guy called Negan and his followers who 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 you know say you know for your own safety we want half of what you have and and uh, otherwise we'll just destroy you so so Rick being Rick thinks well you know we, we're we're strong we're experienced we how about we'll make a deal with with you Hilltop we want some of your stuff you don't really want to make a deal. We'll take out these Negan people, and then then you make a deal with us, and then we'll solve your problem for you. Well, this is one of these times when Rick and his crew, oh man, they really underestimate Negan and his followers, and this ends in a very bad way uh, for for the, for those for 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 the. Um, for the group at Alexandria. Very, very bad way. Now, for those of you who follow the graphic novel, you'll know the name Negan. You've been waiting for this for a while, and you know the outcome of one of the main cast of characters that happens with him. Now, I'll give the show credit, although they're going to now make me wait a year for this, although I might tune in on October, just, just, just for the premiere. What they did is... In the comics, Negan, let's say, in, in punishment for what Rick and his crew do, takes somebody out from one of the main cast. And the producers of this show are very sneaky in that they show, they show the POV of the victim, but you can't tell who the victim is. And this is your season six cliffhanger. Now, if you know the comics, you're going, well, it should be this person. But, you know, this is TV, and, and sometimes they might swerve you, quote a wrestling term. So maybe it's not the guy who you think it's going to be. So that's your big tease for Season 7. Uh, Negan, and this one, is played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He is great. Uh, he kind of channels that same energy he had as the comedian, I think, in The Watchmen. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what Jeffrey G. Morgan will do come Season 7. Because the start of Season 7, I can tell you right now, Rick and, and his group are in a really bad situation. I don't know how they're going to get out under the thumb of Negan. He has a lot of people, a lot of resources. And if you thought the governor was bad, I think this guy takes bad to a whole new level. So... Very, very interesting. As always, this is not a show for kids. There is a fair amount of gore in it, and there's actually a bit of zombie action with a kid. There is quite a few um, deaths in this season. There's a tease of a death early on of a character, (laughs) which makes you go, but I won't say who. There's a big tease, though. Uh, Almost got me. And there are some characters that, that we got introduced to last season that don't make it to the end of this season in a very, very bad way. Uh, we do get to see what happened with Morgan, how he, how he went from the crazy guy we saw him earlier to the somewhat sane person we see him here in season six. We do see that. Carol also goes through um, a bit of a ringer this season, and, and she ends you know her her you know her psychologically she's in a very interesting place 
We also get um, some developments when it comes to Glenn and Maggie, and 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 it's 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 a good season as well. And and this is one of these shows, Walking Dead, and anything AMC has always done, where they're not afraid to say just because you like a character doesn't like. There's one character death that completely surprised me. I went like, oh holy crap, did that just happen? And yeah, it did. But that's the nature of this world, and that. One minute, you can be perfectly safe, and then you're done. And it's very similar to a death of a character from a previous show, from a previous episode, previous season, where the character was just walking through, you know, the grass, and then, whoop, zombie, and then he was done. And and this one, this death in this season is very much like, what's, and it's just like that, like, they're dead. And and it has and it definitely has an impact on the show. We also get some developments with Eugene. He kind of steps it up a bit there, and a little bit of development between Sasha and Abraham as well too. So there's a there's a lot of um, good character work in this show, but there always has been. And the music selection this season really good, especially near the end of the season. There's a few episodes near the end. I love the songs they, they selected. They selected one song, which was, I believe, a Johnny Cash song that I've never heard of before. It was really good and and really worked well. So top marks go to everybody. I mean, I mean, um, uh, Andrew Lincoln is great. Chandler Riggs, I tell you, as Carl, that it amazes me that the last time I spoke to that kid in person was at Wizard World, and that was years ago, and he was just... A youngin, and now he has grown so much in this show. It it amazes me, and his character really—he's growing into a very interesting man. Uh, and we'll we'll see where that goes in this season. And he does eventually have something in common with with an enemy from Arrow, but we'll get into that in a bit. So. So there are some good developments. I, I'm really looking forward to season seven. This is one of these. It's one of these cliffhangers. I swear. Now, normally with Walking Dead, I just don't watch the season when it airs, and I wait till it comes in video, and then I review it for you. This is one cliffhanger. I may have to just tune in or or find a way of watching the seven season seven premiere to find out who dies, because somebody is definitely dead at the end of season six. So I really want to know, and I don't want to wait another year to find out, because if, if I wait, I guarantee you somehow, some way I'm going to be spoiled. I don't know how, but I might be. So we'll see uh, when it comes to that. For extras, as always, um, most of the extras, of course, are, are on the on the fifth disc. Uh, throughout the, the, the four discs that came in 16 episodes, there's a fair amount of audio commentary. Uh, on this. You don't get audio commentary on every one of the 16 episodes. That just doesn't happen. But you do get it on the finale, which is great. And you do get it on key selected episodes throughout the season. And these are one of these commentaries where not only do you get the executive producers, but you generally get the key actors in it. There's one episode that is really Maggie and Carol heavy, and they actually comment to commentary on that episode. So that's really cool. You get a lot of insight into those. And I love hearing actors do commentary. Not enough of them do it, in my humble opinion. Quotes from this box are uh, massive and brilliantly executed and grandiose 
yeah, so massively executed. Doesn't say who quotes that, but I'll give that. For extras, you get a lot. You get uh, Inside the Walking Dead and The Making of Walking Dead. These are small little featurettes that cover each episode of the show. Inside the Walking Dead, you have the characters and the executive producers and producers kind of talking about each episode and what happens in it. And in the making of, we get to see the behind the scenes of each episode of the season. So that's cool. Uh, you get Immemorium, which is they highlight all the characters that died on the show. Of course, none of these you should watch before you finish watching the show. 601, Out of the Quarry. So this is how they go over actually shooting in. They actually shot in an actual quarry. They just slightly CG enhanced it. Guts and Glory, uh, the death of one of the characters. I'm not going to say who because I don't want to spoil it, but his death is quite something. Now they did that. Strength and Bonds, Negan, and uh, which is Strength and Bonds is a featurette to talk about the relationships of the characters and and that kind of thing. Negan, Summon of Fear, a nice little introduction on the character Negan and hinting what may be to come in the future. And the Face of Death, Iconic Walkers, a nice little... Little little featurette on on the, diff, the various walkers of the season. They really did good with the walkers. This was one that was like a moss one. The, the, the variety never ceases to amaze me. And of course, deleted scenes. And I believe there's a gag rule. I don't know why they're not listing it. So so that is is season six of Walking Dead. A fun season as always. I always ask this question, hey, Russ, you need to watch the previous seasons to watch this season. Absolutely. There's a lot of character development. I mean, you could get away with saying, this is Rick. He has a certain group of survivors that he calls family, and everybody else are expendable. Also, there's a very interesting development between between, um, Rick and Michonne this season, which you may or may not have seen coming, but it's a good thing. So, uh, yeah, so that is it. A a fun season, um, really well-paced, and I'm really looking forward to season seven. I I just got to know who didn't survive that last little scene. So that is my take of AMC's The Walking Dead, the complete sixth season on DVD, courtesy of the great folks at Anchor Bay Home Entertainment.
second TV show on DVD review for this episode is Arrow, the complete second season from Warner Brothers Home Video. Now, this is my continued effort in the CW Arrowverse catch-up series for a superhero of September month. As I'm trying to make my way up to the the most recent review uh, that will be uh, the most recent release of Arrow Season 4. So in my continue work for Superhero Catch-Up, we're going to talk about Arrow Season 2. Now, at, it's, at the end of Arrow Season 1, there, there was a significant death in the Arrowverse. And, and Oliver Queen said, you know what? I, I don't want to kill people anymore. That was one of my biggest criticisms of Season 1 is Arrow killed people willy-nilly. Because that's how he was trained. And because of the death of somebody very close to him in season one, he says, you know what? I need to turn this around. I need to start, you know, solving, you know, defeating evil without having to shoot arrow somebody through the heart. So he, in this second season, he kind of morphs from vigilante to hero and goes from the hood to arrow. Now, as they said in the first season, this show is very much the evolution of Green Arrow. I mean, that's why they don't call him that at the start. I'm hoping by the end of the run, he'll actually be called Green Arrow, not just Arrow, but we'll see as the show goes on. I, I Don't spoil things for me. So so in the second season, we have the aftermath of season one where the, where the earthquake happened, and now the city has to kind of deal with it. Also, as with season one, we get more flashbacks to the island, and we learned that, that Oliver's relationship with Slade Wilson, a.k.a. Deathstroke, well, let's say, takes a nasty turn and, and, and best buddies be, kind of become best enemies. And the way this show does with flashbacks, and it works really well, is that in this, again, reminds me so much about Once Upon a Time. Or Once Upon a Time would do current storyline and then flashback to the Enchanted Forest. And so they do this very well with Arrow as well. In that, that as current events are happening in present day, we also get, uh, you know, it paralleling the past. In the second season as well, the, the character of Roy Harper, of course, we know in comics who becomes Speedy and Arsenal, he, he kind of becomes a bigger presence in this second season. His relationship with Thea grows more, and, and he becomes a bigger role in in this series. So you have much bigger role for uh, Colton Haynes, who of course came off of Teen Wolf. So he came off of Teen Wolf and then came to Arrow. Also, this season, we see a lot of, of uh, revelations. There's a character that we got introduced in season one, comes back in a big way in season two, and and that, that, that gives uh, all of our new uh, romantic interests. Also, in, in Season 2, we get introduced to the League of Assassins and the name Raz al Ghul or Raish al Ghul. It depends on how you want to pronounce it. I've seen it pronounced different ways. And, and this is another classic Batman villain coming to the Arrowverse. And, and, and he has... And, and so we have that kind of tie-in there. Also, um, in the second season, Moira Queen has to answer for her crimes in season one. So her character goes for a very nice kind of evolution in this season. And, 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 and kind of, um, I hate to say it, gets written out of the show. I'm not going to tell you how, but it's a shame that we won't be seeing any more of that particular actress again. 
I, I really liked her as, as that role, but I, obviously the producers felt that this needed to happen, so there you go. We also, uh, despite what happened in season one, we do get a little more of good old John Barrowman as Malcolm Merlin. So he's just one of those characters that just doesn't go away easily. Um, and, and Manu Bennett really comes into the fold as Slade Wilson slash Deathstroke. Now, you know, it, it's modern day TV shows, so they, they don't give you... They, they don't give you a a full kind of, um, uh, you know, spandexy outfit, but it's still a pretty good Deathstroke outfit. Also, this season, we get introduced to Amanda Waller and the Suicide Squad. And a very nice tease of Harley Quinn. <laughs> very nice tease. I'm hoping maybe we'll see more of her, but maybe that's all we're going to get as a voice. Um, so we have that. As I said, Deathstroke, Slade Wilson, really becomes the main villain of this, although we do get introduced to, to um, Brother Blood in this season. And even uh, Lady Deathstroke herself shows up. Uh, guest star Summer Glau uh, appears in this season, so it's nice to see her in another action film. So that's cool. She's a great addition to the cast. And and the relationship between, um, well, let's just say Lauren and Oliver goes through some very interesting moves in there. Because, and that's because of one major character coming back. I'm not going to say who it is. I don't want to spoil it for you, but... It does add a very interesting relationship, and, and we do get an extra hero added to the mix of heroes. Also, you, you get to see something develop, kind of the hint at it between Felicity and Oliver, in a way. And and I think I, more comes of that in later seasons, but I don't know for sure, because I've been trying to not spoil myself on this. Also, this season, uh, Quentin Lance um, kind of does a role reversal. In season one, he was trying to track down... Him and Lauren kind of do a role reversal. In, in season one, he was trying to track down the arrow. In this one, in this season, he kind of becomes um, James Gordon, really, to to Oliver Queen's arrow. And, and becomes more of an ally and a friend, even though it costs him in a certain way. Uh, also, um, the relationship between Thea and Oliver gets very strained by, by, throughout the second season. And and by the end of the season, let's just say Thea is not in the best mindset. And we'll see where her character goes in season three. But let's just say she hooks up with somebody which may not be the best option for her. But we'll see where that goes. As always, the music in this show is terrific. The sound choice, just like Walking Dead, is spot on for songs. CW, and I've been impressed with them since Buffy, since Smallville. They just know how to find the right music per episodes. For bonuses, as usual, you get your deleted scenes, lots of them. And there's one deleted scene that provides a very interesting alternative take to a major event that happens near the end of the season. It's like... What if it happened this way? You get a, a bonus recap of year one. So for all you out there who said, man, I don't have the time to go through all of season one. I just want to jump to season two. Well, you're in luck. They give you a nice 43 or so minute recap of season one narrated by John Barrowman. 
that gives you all you need to know to start season two. For, so for all you those who are out there saying, I don't have the time to watch season one, you can get a nice little brief synopsis there. You get the, the feature from Vigilante to Hero. This is where they they talk about the transition of all Oliver from a Vigilante to a Hero and that part of that transformation is he actually gets a real mask. Yes, crazy! No more mascara! Thanks to a guest star of a certain Barry Allen uh, this season, uh, Oliver finally gets a mask to put on his face, and and that and I'm thinking, good, finally something better than something that just be washed off. So that happens. As I said, we do get introduced to Barry Allen this season, so the seeds for the Flash are planted. They they cure Barry at the end of the season in a coma, which is kind of sad. Um, but, but the, the accident that, that, you know, that happens, happens. Also, there's a very interesting dynamic here between, uh, Felicity and Barry, which they maybe will explore in the third season, but they kind of leave it because at the end of the second, poor Barry Allen is still in a coma. So there you go. Uh, so you have that, uh, they, there, there's a feature at how do they do that? The visual effects of Arrow. This is. An amazing, um, the nice little feature out where they go over all the wire work and all the, well, not, not the wire work, but all, all the these digital effects they use to make Arrow. Then there's one on the wire work and how they, you know, how, how the talent and everybody works with kind of bringing that work into the show. And then as what's becoming a norm these days, you get the Arrow 2013 Comic-Con panel from San Diego. You also get a gag reel and unaired scenes. And the... Um, the, the panel is is really fun. I love watching these things, and it's definitely worth checking out. You only get a couple of questions from the audience, but it, it's fun to see them all kind of interacting, and you can clearly tell that they have a lot of fun doing the show together. Uh, and th- that's that's what you get for extras. Um, no audio commentary, sadly, in any of these episodes, which is really a shame. I would have liked to have seen it at least in the first and sec- in the first and last. That's my opinion. But overall, a fun show. I'm really liking how they're they're building up Oliver and and kind of moving him to the hero he should become by the end of this run, however long it goes. And um, yeah, uh, good relationships and 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 it's it's violent, but not in a Walking Dead violent. I mean, sure, people get arrowed a lot, and there's a lot of physical comment. Uh, combat, I should say, but but overall, I mean, it, it, it's pretty tame. Uh, depending, you know, it's no Ash versus Evil Dead, um, but um, but yeah, it, it's it's a fun show and definitely worth checking out. And looking forward to moving on to season three coming up either next week or the week after. We'll see what I can get through. So that is my take of Arrow, the complete second season on DVD from the great folks at Warner Brothers Home Video. Everybody was kung fu fighting Those cats were fast as lightning In fact it was a little bit frightening But they fought with expert timing Chinatown. They were chopping bricks up and they were chopping them down. 
It's an ace of Chinese art And everybody knew the part For my friends that you were stiff And then a kick it from the hip Everybody was kung fu fighting Those cats were fast as lightning In fact it was a little bit frightening But they fought with expert timing There was Funky Billy Jim And little Sammy John He said here comes the big boss Let's get it on We took about me to stand And started swinging from the hand A sudden motion made me stiff Now we're into a brand new trip Everybody was Kung Fu fighting Those cats were fast as lightning In fact it was a little bit frightening But they fought with expert timing Civil War, courtesy of the great folks of Walt Disney Home Entertainment. Now, I'm not going to give you another full video review, a movie review of this movie, because long-time ramblers, you'll know that I officially reviewed the movie way back when it came out in May. So if you want to have a full review of the movie, go back a few episodes, back to May, and I'll give you my full review there. This time around, to kind of keep things on point, uh, I'm going to just talk about the extras that are included within this Blu-ray release. So if you want me to hear in detail, talk about the movie, go back a few months and look for it there. So for now, we're just going to talk about the extras. Now, when I watched this movie back in May, I was really impressed by it. I think Marvel and the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they're really kind of picking up the pace, and I like where it's going with the Russo brothers. I think they, they, they really have a handle on this movie. And one of the things that impressed me most about the movie was the epic, and I mean epic battle scene the heroes had at the airport. That is just amazing how they did that. And, and I really wanted to, you know, what I was looking for is coming on video just to see how the extras behind that, the biggest superhero think fight I've seen on a movie screen ever. So for extras, you do get United We Stand, Divided We Fall, the making of the movie. Two parts. Each part's only like about 22 minutes. And 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 they go through the the, the step-by-step process of planning the movie, they uh, of, of the different characters. They have a nice featurette on the battle itself and how it was filmed. And you get to see some of the the elements that made it happen. And they kind of spotlight each of the characters, like Black Cat, Black Panther... Spider-Man. So it's an, an overall kind of quick tour of the movie. You also get Captain America, The Road to Civil War, and Iron Man, The Road to Civil War. These are two featurettes giving the perspective of each of the characters going into this movie, where they came from, and what brought them to the, that situation. This going to open your mind a, a, a nice sneak peek on the look at the new Doctor Strange movie coming out with Benedict Cumberbatch. It's very short, but 
it really is very intriguing, and I'm looking forward to seeing this, how this plays out on the big screen. So if you have a chance to give you that as a sneak peek, you do get audio commentary by Anthony and Joe Russo and the screenwriters, which is really cool. That's where your your major chunk of your behind-the-scenes stuff is, although it would have been nice to throw in a few of the actors as well to fill that out or do a separate track with, say... Evans, um, Robert Downey, and a few others in there. Would have been would have been cool to hear, and that's a missed opportunity by my account. Get a gag reel, which is short and sweet, and deleted and extended scenes. Uh, overall, I not a bad set of extras. It's one of these ones where you're going, well, you know, this is kind of like they could have done like a whole nother disc, really, couldn't they? And I suspect. And it's a cynic in me that somewhere down the road, Disney release a special edition version of this movie, which will have maybe like a separate disc, which is all extras and a, a more expanded look and behind the scenes. This is very much the tease. This gives me the same sense I got when I reviewed Force Awakens and thought, you know, the, the featurettes are good, but they could do more. So much like with Force Awakens, I feel there'll be an additional release down the road that may give you more extras than what we get in this one. I just something I suspect, considering it's from the same company, wouldn't surprise me. But if you're hankering to get it, the movie looks great on Blu-ray, and and I uh, and it's one of those movies I can easily watch again without having a problem with it. So that is my take on Captain America: Civil War on the Blu-ray, courtesy of the great folks of Walt Disney Home Entertainment.
for this episode is Captain America The Ultimate Guide to the First Adventure courtesy of DK Publishing and written by Matthew Forbeck with Alan Cowsill and Daniel Wallace now this is a, a, a really definitive look at the history of Captain America and as a big a look as you're ever going to get uh, it starts off with a great forward by Stan Lee which is really cool to see that he does that and, and goes you know chunk by chunk the, the story of Captain America. We have the, 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 the origins, you know, his enemies, his allies, his team-ups. And then we follow Captain America from the start in the 1940s to the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and the 2000s. And right up until, right up until like, um, the Tomorrow Soldiers. So we, we have a, a lot of history of Captain America. Now, much like with the other Ultimate Guides, get a lot of great pictures, a lot of insight into the character. If you ever wanted to know everything about Captain America, up until like the most recent incarnation, really, like right up until Secret Wars, this first, then then this is something to check out. Like the illustrations alone are great. You you'll you'll know more about this. Than um that <laughs> than any other history of the character. There's just a lot to him, and um and yeah, and and we'll and, and it's most current history up until the, the the Falcon being Captain America. So it really is a good overview. If you ever want to know more about him, this is the book for it. It really is a definitive guide. And it's, it's really well done and really laid out. And I love, it's interesting to see the evolution of the way he was drawn over the last 70 plus years. So that is my take of Captain America, the ultimate guide to the first Avenger. Courtesy of the great folks at DK Publishing. Well, that's it for this episode of the show. Hope you all enjoyed it. As always, you can touch me with a number of ways. You can always check me out on Twitter. I'm at RamblingRuss, R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G-R-U-S-S. Tweet me, I'll tweet you back. I appreciate all the tweets and retweets and favorites I get on Twitter. 
And of course, also on social media, you can check me out. On Facebook, just type in Rambled Russell in the Facebook search engine, and you'll find my homepage there. Keep, keep checking my Twitter and Facebook, where I generally put up updates to the show, and any artwork from any videos and books that I get, I generally post on my Twitter feed, so check that out. As always, you can get new episodes right here in the TalkShoe Network. I'm caller ID 18411. And then you'll find all my new shows from August 2016, of uh, August 2013, right up until present day. And of course, all my older shows are still at uh, Libsyn, HTTP, full colon, backslash, backslash, ramblingrust.libsyn.com. That's my original home internet where I have over eight plus years of podcasting goodness right there on Libsyn. And of course, you can check out my older shows as well in iTunes, in the iTunes store under podcast. Just type in Rambled Russell there. On next week's show, we'll have a couple of reviews based on actual real-life events with with confirmation, the story of Anita Hill and Clarence Thomas, courtesy of HBO Home Entertainment, and the American crime story, The People versus O.J. Simpson, courtesy of Fox Home Video. As well, we'll check in with a boy named Charlie Brown on Blu-ray, courtesy of Paramount, and Halt and Catch Fire, the complete second season, courtesy of Anchor Bay Home Entertainment. As well, I'll do my best to try to make it through Arrow Season 3, and possibly Flash Season 1. We'll see what I can do. Time, time is never on my side. No, it ain't. And that's what we're going to try. Coming up, so much stuff to talk about when it comes to TV shows. I have gotten copies of Madam Secretary, Season 2, Hawaii Five O, Season 6. Still uh, in, in my uh, radar, of course, is rest on the CW universe, including, uh, I said, Flash uh, Arrows, Season 4 in future episodes, Flash Season 2, Supergirl Season 1, maybe Gotham, I don't know, that may get be pushed back, and of course, Legends of Tomorrow. That's all. Hopefully coming up within the last month or so. Depends how quick we can get through stuff. And of course, I Zombie is season two is still kind of back there as well, and possibly Blind Spot as well. And Star Wars Rebels season two on Blu-ray. Movie wise, got a, a bit getting through as well. The the brand new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two movie the movie uh, Nice Guys, and the Beauty and the Beast 25th Anniversary Edition on Blu-ray, and and that's, and maybe the Roots miniseries as well, and the, the movie All the Way, courtesy of HBO. That's all possible stuff coming up on the show for future episodes. Keep in mind as well, I got a bunch of Star Wars books from DK, and I'll try to talk about those, too. And one other TV show I maybe will have time for sometime down the road, because it's a big one. I did get the Twin Peaks, the original series, Firewalk With Me, and Missing Pieces Blu-ray, courtesy of Paramount Home Video. So, some more dun-dun, dun-dun, possibly, in the future. So, lots to talk about, and only one of me, but I will do my best to get through as much stuff as I can. That is it for me today, and we'll catch you next time right here on Rambled Russell. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening.
Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.